Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 254 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? I am doing freaking all right, Tyler. Hey, <laughs> Louis is also doing all right. Go on. Oh, like I was saying, man, it's like, it's kind of weird for us to be kind of recording on a Monday, but at the mm-hmm. same time and stuff, it actually feels pretty good to actually, you know, record. Because of you and I, our crazy schedules, our craziness, mm-hmm. that was the weekend. So it's like, eh, I'm doing good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, how have you been doing? Doing all right. Uh, Louis bringing toys over me now. I don't I don't want to play right now, Louis. Uh, no, we've been playing all day. Uh, no, yeah, it's weird. Recording on a Monday night, but it was kind of a... Oop, damn dog. Stop, <laughs> just, just get down. Um, yeah, no, it's it's weird recording on a Monday. We haven't recorded on a weekday in a long time. That wasn't like an E3 or something like that. And, uh, yeah. Will you stop that? Uh, anyways, though, no, it's just, yeah, like Gable was saying, kind of a crazy weekend. Uh, what sucked was, uh, after working a 73-hour work week, uh, got off work Saturday and went and hung out with some friends from work, uh, went to a Mexican restaurant and, uh, had a couple pictures of margaritas. Oh my um, god! Yeah, it was just, we were supposed to go out and just eat, have dinner, and then everybody head home. And then uh, me and one other guy, we split two two pitchers of, of margaritas. I didn't oh eat god. all day, and then I ate some chips when I was there, and that's all I ate. Um, and then we're like, "Hey, let's go back to my place and have some more drinks." There's a, there's a group of us. We're like, "All right, sure, let's go." And then uh, Gable's and I are messages back and forth, and he's like, "Ah, we'll just, we'll just record tomorrow." I'm like, "All right," and. Um, kind of kept drinking after that and uh it was pretty bad oh woke no up. Well, well i don't don't remember getting home which don't that was really stupid don't drink and drive people that's really dumb uh yeah that was stupid um and then uh i played some madden action when i was over there and i still kicked ass <laughs> don't know how that happened but i was still doing really good uh <laughs> um no the uh, woke uh threw up my mom's dog that was cool. She Ooh. was not happy about that. Yeah, no, poor guy, <laughs> poor Jack. Uh, <laughs> felt bad about that one. The um, dog. <laughs> yeah. So the base. Yes, yeah, basically spent my uh, my entire Sunday hungover, laying in bed, and uh, occasionally going to the bathroom to throw up. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was really, really kind of a crappy uh, weekend. All in all, after you know, all week, look, I was looking forward to. Like all I want to do is just go home, chill. Play some games, I play games all week, working 13, 14 hour days, and then, uh, yeah, d- did that instead. Um, oh man, that's that sucks, dude. I mean, she's it just it just feels like, uh, not just you, but like a lot, some of my more of my friends or someone like that had like shitty weekends too. And it's like, what did I, it's like kind of the same, like with me and stuff, unless it's necessarily like a shitty weekend or something like that, but, uh, you know, taking care of family stuff and I'm like, the thing I really just did most over the weekend is just binge a lot of Dragon Ball Super. No, oh, <laughs> nice. that was it. And I was just like, "Hey, you know what? That's fine. Everything else is crazy. Might as well just uh, sit down and watch something." Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just kind of watched a shit ton of old like angry video game nerd videos. That's awesome. When I was hungover, that's like yeah, I kind of was sleeping in in and out between those. Um, so that was kind of my weekend. So I got some game. I I, I bought Moss. It's a PSVR game I've wanted to play for a long time. Okay. Uh, haven't played it yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I, I'm going to just jump right into the, the, what we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, I play nothing still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I played episode three of Telltale Batman, uh, season two. Um, that's all right. It's, 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 it is what it is. Um, it's not as good as the last season, but, uh, the new season, the new, uh, last episode I think comes out tomorrow. Uh, as, of, as of this recording, um, oh, let me think. Oh, I played some. So, like, there's a game called Little Nightmare that came out. Um, I want to say last May or April. Yeah. And it was kind of like a side scroller. Reminded me a lot of like Limbo and Inside. Like, it kind of took a lot from that. Like, you're on a boat and you're like this yeah. weird. I don't know what you are, but you're just trying to get past all these crazy people and crazy weird creatures. And they actually made like a season pass for it. Like a couple months later. It was like ten bucks. I really liked the game, and I'm like, I want more of that game. So, I bought the season pass of that, and the last um, it was three different uh, DLCs um, packs that came out, and I'm like, ah, I should finally play that. And I played it for like half an hour, and just wasn't getting into it. Um, 
That's really all I played. I haven't played shit really. So, I played a game of Madden in the last mm-hmm. uh, week and a half. So, that's pretty much my gaming. Uh, don't have time for it. What about you, Gables? Well, you know what? My week was kind of almost similar to that, where it's like a lot of my gaming didn't really come until like around maybe, gosh, later on in the week. I mean, it's something that generally does not happen to me too often, where I get so busy or if I'm like watching something and all of a sudden it's like I, I don't play video games like for a good stretch of time. I literally went, I kid you not, like about five or six days without playing anything. And then all of a sudden Saturday comes along. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the mood to play something. And uh, I did play a few things. One is I tried to play some matches for, like, Dragon Ball online. Mm-hmm. That Dragon Ball Fighters Z and stuff. I gotta admit, though, after the patch, there are some better improvements in terms of the stability-wise for online matches. I mean, I'm still getting, like, random... Still getting some, like, random, like, drop-from-lobby stuff. Not, like, in the middle of the matches, mind you, but, like, uh, I did want to get one drop-out as... Uh, I was doing, like, training mode and stuff for, like, uh, combos and stuff, but... Because mm-hmm. hmm. randomly, sometimes it'll go through and you'll just... It just says, oh, you've left the lobby. You're like, how the hell am I leaving the lobby so much? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, some of the online... I only did, like, about uh, four online matches. Let's see. I won... I just want to say two out of the four. Like, I won one match and stuff where it's, like... The person that I was fighting against, he was really new, but uh, I was able to go through sweep both matches and stuff using a combination of uh, Android 18, Piccolo, and uh, Gotenks. And uh, for the other one, the other one was kind of a little bit more difficult because the guy definitely knew what he was doing, but at the same time, it's like he rage quit right in the middle of uh, the second match that we were having because I basically got him down to one character and all of a sudden it's like, connection lost. Like, oh, oh my god, he DQ, what a little chump. I mean, for God's sakes, you beat me one match and you can't stand to be beaten twice and like once in a row to break it up. I mean, come on, you know, but that was just the thing. We were trading blows back and forth. I was really starting to get a handle of like how he played because he would try to do a couple of different types of uh, like repetitious moves to try to try to fake me out a little bit. So that way he could try to do like a chain link combo to where he would get into a situation where he would believe that I would not be able to get out of, like, a little one, two, three kind of, like, step, like, uh, combo moves or something like that with Gohan and this and that and stuff, but I managed to go through and break out of the, some of the stuff and just wait until he executed a large move. That way i go through and just uh, try to punish him a little bit with a couple of chip hits from, like, light punches, like, medium kicks and such. But, uh... Yeah, that's pretty much how like Dragon Ball Fighter Z and stuff is done. I may potentially want to go through and like uh, put it down for a little bit, see what I can pick up on my PS4 for what I feel like playing at the moment. But I did manage to play more of Doom on Switch. Nice. And I got to admit, man, it's like the more I play it handheld wise, the more I really start to enjoy. Just the novelty of, like, playing Doom on the go. It is so awesome. The game is still pretty fluid. I have not encountered hardly any types of, like, slowdown, any, like, bad hitches or something like that. And by the quality of this game, this almost has me wanting to go out and buy Skyrim for for Switch. (laughs) Because it's like, this is an awesome experience. I mean, Doom itself is an awesome game, and it was, like, number two on my top ten (laughs) list, I think, from, like... What was it? 2016. 2016? Yeah. Oh my god. I still I still am not getting a handle on 2018 right now. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> we'll we'll but get yeah. it down in December. But yeah, I'm past the point stuff where I just went through and uh, encountered my first rune and stuff. I basically had to try to find Olivia Pierce and try to kill her, but I know yeah. that's not going to, like, uh, <laughs> go through and end well and stuff. Because I'm... I think I'm a couple of levels before going into hell and stuff like that itself. But, uh, oh, let's see. The controls and stuff like that feel really good. I do have issues sometimes whenever I'm playing with uh, the left Joy-Con for too long. Like, like if I'm in handheld mode and stuff and I've been playing for a long portion of time or, like, uh, really fast return of the movements, sometimes my left thumb wants to go ahead to kind of numb a bit. Well, I'm trying to move around the little Joy-Con from the left controller. 
But uh, honestly, that's probably just the way I'm like holding my switch and stuff like that while I'm like uh, just playing it. <laughs> but, oh, kind of uh, like doing like the claw thing, like in the old 3ds. Yeah, I think that's what initially is happening to the extent to where my thumb sometimes gets numb and I gotta go through and just like readjust it, do this and that. Let's see. Docked mode for Doom on Switch is not bad. I mean, it's still a little bit... In comparison to, say, like the PS4 version or the Xbox One version, it is a little bit blurry, but at the same point, it is focused as a 720p sort of experience in terms of... uh, They try to match kind of the handheld... You know, the... Like, uh, oh god, the handheld, like, specs, pretty much. But, uh, everything else seems alright, too. I mean, the game itself, I feel, performs a lot better on, like, undocked and stuff. But while it's docked, it's still respectable. I'm not really in cover, I'm not really encountering anything that, like, a bad port would be, would be plagued of. You know, like, screen tearing, or, like, slowdown, or missing frames, or, like, any type of, like, bad stuff. There's definitely no lack in content that I'm aware of. And, well, for single-player-wise, I mean, I know for a fact I'm not playing multiplayer on the fucking Switch for that. I mean, I didn't I didn't play Doom multiplayer at all, honestly, when I had it for PS4, but... Yeah, you weren't missing much. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of figured that. But uh, other than that, though, that's really what I have been playing. But at the same point and stuff, I still am looking forward to playing more of Doom potentially picking up Skyrim because hell why not you know I have it on Steam I can play it anytime I want on there but just I don't know what it is Tyler it's like all of a sudden it's like with my Switch I want to go forth and I want to play games that I know on the device it doesn't matter whether it's like a game that I played like years ago like Skyrim or like you know, a game I played a couple of years ago, like Doom or something. I want to try like new games on this device. It's so crazy. It feels like what I did a couple of years ago when I had my Vita and stuff, and I freaking kept playing through game after game after game the span of a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. All right, cool. Well, that's cool though. That's kind of like it's turning in your preferred way to play is uh, on the yeah. go and handheld. I'll tell you what, man. This definitely. The Nintendo Switch has totally, like, uh, got my full attention, like, in regards to handheld stuff. I'm not wanting to touch my 3DS too much and stuff, and it totally eclipsed the Vita. I mean, the Vita was my one of my go-to devices over the past year and a half and stuff, barring Pokemon, you know, and this and that. But, yeah, yeah now I don't have it anymore, and quite honestly, I, I haven't had any type of desire just to go and play anything on the Vita for, like, months. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sad to say, though, but uh, that actually may be a good thing as we look forward to what's in the news. Yeah, I was actually just going to write a segue to that myself. Ah. Apparently, Louie doesn't want to segue to that, though. Um, <laughs> he wants me to throw his little dragon thing instead. I'm just going to pet you. Can I pet you instead? Will you be a good boy if I pet you? No, I don't want to play. Whatever. <laughs> well, forget you, Louie. Uh, anyways, but yeah, mo- after uh, without Louie destroying my segue there. Um, so, speaking of the Vita... Uh, they have uh, PlayStation has announced in the in the newest blog when they announced the uh, uh, PlayStation Plus games for March that um, as of March 2019 they will no longer be supporting uh, PS3 and Vita games um, through that. So no more of the free games you get. God, will you stop it? Go lay down, Louis. Come on, go lay down. Go lay down. Um, yeah. So they they announced that they will not be uh, supporting any more. Um, PS3 and Vita games for free on on the on the platform uh, starting in March 2019. Uh, so the kind of cool thing is, I think the makeup for that, the make good is uh, by doing that they announced that for, for month, the month of March that you'll be getting a, a Ratchet and Clank and Bloodborne for the PS4. Uh, there's also a few other games with the cross buy with Vita that you can get those games as well. Um, but I don't know, Gables, you have you know you have the Vita and, all, and everything, so. I guess this would affect you more than it affects me because I only really had the PS4. Um, how do you, how'd you feel when you heard about this? Well, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't necessarily surprised with the news. With the amount of people who still own a PS3 and a PlayStation Vita, I mean, yeah, you know what? The PlayStation Plus stuff was definitely something that kept that system, kept those systems pretty much alive in terms of like 
games that they want to go through and play if they choose to, especially for Vita owners. I mean, Vita owners are very hardcore dedicated fans of mm-hmm. that device and stuff. They have multiple games. They love playing what they play. A lot of them obviously have moved on to like uh, other systems, possibly even like the Switch, kind of like what I did too, but it's like... I'm actually kind of glad that this is sort of happening if <laughs> I know it's kind of like odd for me to say, "Oh, hey, I'm glad this thing is getting like uh finally ending and stuff like that." It's just it's just with the uh the PlayStation 3 and the Vita and stuff like that. It's they're both systems now where I just don't have any type of desire just to go forth and play anymore. So it's like hearing the news that PlayStation Plus support is going to end like about a year from now for those both those devices. It just doesn't really surprise me. I mean, the PlayStation 3 at this point, it came out in 2006. It's 2018. That damn system needs to stop like getting like uh it just needs to firmly kind of just right off into the sunset, you know? Kind of like how the PlayStation 2 was around for years even though it had like bits of sports titles here and there until it eventually went out I think around 10 years ago. I'm yeah. going to say, yeah. yeah. Wait, no, 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 not 10 years ago. It more or less was like what, about 2012, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah, like smaller countries, yeah, you're right. Well, smaller countries, yeah. It didn't fully like go away until like about 2012. And that was just because other countries wanted to play like sports games, you know, like FIFA and like uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, I think, and that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're popular in like European and South American countries. No, yeah, for the Vita and stuff, it's kind of like a different matter to where it's like it hasn't been around as long as, say, like, say the, oh, gosh, like the PS3 has been and stuff. But at the same point, it came out 2012. It has had a great amount of games that uh, people can play through, do this and do that and stuff. But yet, hardly any developer, like, uh, first party-wise is, like, supporting the system still. There's only a plenty of like the hardcore like say the indies and like indie developers and certain companies that are going to be supporting that system they have supported that system i should say <laughs> correct <laughs> they have like uh, supported their that handheld and stuff through like games kind of like the niche type of games like the anime games and this and that and all this stuff but uh yeah that that handheld has been in decline now for the past couple of years, and now it's kind of like at that point and stuff where now it's losing the PlayStation Plus support, so it's going to be even less interest and stuff. And yeah, I just kind of feel like the Vita in and of itself is, since the Switch has been out for like a year now, is quintessentially dead at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty much agree with with you and all that, like, uh, I haven't really heard too. Surprisingly, I haven't heard a lot of outrage about it. I figured you'd see, you hear some stuff about it, but I think everybody's think that's, yeah, Tyler. I, like I was saying, it's like I think that's very telling that there isn't really too much outrage for the PlayStation Three and the Vita not getting like PlayStation Plus support past a year from now. I think it's because a lot of the common consensus among gamers in and of itself happens to be it's like, hey, yeah, okay, they're old systems. We've moved on to other stuff, you know? So it's like, all right, hey, I don't care. It's kind of like similar to how people reacted when, uh, like, the Wii Shop channel thing was going to be, like, closing down and stuff and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, Yeah, it's heyday's over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it just... it. it um, the PS3 came out, I think it was 2007, actually. Or no, it was 2006. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I was, it was still in high school. 20, 2006. Yep, you're right. Um, so yeah, and so in March of 2019, that console will be over 12 years old. Uh, the, at that point, the PS4 will have been out for over five years. The Vita will be out for over seven years and the Vita quite honestly has been dead for a few years, but the switch coming out was kind of the final nail in the coffin for it, where all those indie games that the big indie sport I was getting, everybody's like going to now everybody's going to the switch now. Um, yeah, that's sort of become the the device for the indie darling like developers yeah. now. Every bit of the content that used to be on the Vita has now softly but surely migrated itself towards the Switch to the point where it's like I I like I said before, I did not touch the Vita for months after the Switch came out and that was one of the reasons why. <laughs> yeah. And and you're probably just one of many examples there like that. So, I feel like if anybody's really upset about it, it's kind of silly and 
Like, especially when the PS Plus has really been around, I think, since, like, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, so you've gotten, at that point, eight, nine years of uh, of support from it. So yep. if you look at the Vita and the, you know, the PS3, they probably give out 25, 30 games a year for those those yep. platforms. And at a certain point, you probably got to look at it. Like, there's probably they're probably giving out as many free games for the Vita. Um, and I'm obviously using free in parentheses there. Um, but they're probably giving out more of those games every year than probably what's being made for them at this yeah. point, especially the PS3. Um, I, I doubt anything is really being made for PS3 at this point. Oh, I can, I can attest to this, Tyler. When I had the PS3 and I went on that storefront, it was such a barren sort of like thing how in comparison to what its heyday was mm-hmm. to the extent where it's like, you go through the PlayStation Plus selections of like games and stuff. They basically have, they had like a couple of games, maybe like per month and stuff. But uh, going through, there was like all these like advertisements and stuff for you to upgrade to a PS4 and all those other things. I mean, it was so like uh, much of a hassle to try to navigate and search for games on that device. Where it's like they basically went forth. They just made like three columns for like for PlayStation Three games for like Vita games. It, it was. It was just crazy and sort of nonchalant because they gave you options to just purchase games like Vita and PSP games like on the storefront. Mm-hmm. And then not like how it was with the PSP where it's like, okay, now you can buy like PlayStation 3 products here. You can buy PSP things on the PSP. Like it was just a clusterfuck. I'll just say that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it, it's kind of a sad thing but i think it's honestly I, at this point i'm kind of, i'm surprised it it lasts as long as it did i'm, yeah. I'm more more surprised with ps3 than vita but it just makes sense to kind of cut ties at both at the same time and yeah like i mentioned uh at the beginning uh we don't typically talk about the ps plus and xbox games for gold stuff all that often um usually when we do it's because kind of a bigger thing coming out but yep. a really good way to soften the blow for that for people that might be upset that have a ps4 coming out with a really strong month i think for uh for some for the PS4 owners, where oh you get, yeah, like a, like I said, you get Ratchet and Clank and Bloodborne, but also they have a bunch of they have a few uh, cross play games for like with the Vita and PS3, where it's like there's like this bomber game, uh, Claire Extended Cut, and the kind of the I, I guess the bigger one is Mighty Number no. Nine is actually going to be free for PS4 huh. owners as well. So maybe not the, um, okay, not necessarily a good game, but I think it's it's of like what people might know of, of those three cross play games they'll get. That's the one everybody's. I think everybody knows and will remember, um, recognize. I guess out of it. So it's probably one of the better, maybe not the biggest game ever to come from free out of this, but for a top to bottom uh, free month for games, this is probably the best one PlayStation's had for since the PS4 came out. I would say. I agree. What about you, Gables? Are, are any of these uh, tickling your fancy? Well, yeah, anyway, Tyler, it's like what I said and stuff like that. I agree that uh, with uh, the whole aspect of this month for the PlayStation Plus and stuff like that, this is probably one of the better ones that I've seen in quite a long while to where you get two great quality games, Bloodborne, Ratchet and Clank, both of them highly acclaimed in terms of, like, not only just for their gameplay, but also of their, like, just overall just appeal is just fantastic, in my honest opinion. But... uh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can see like exactly, like uh, let's. Uh, man, I'm just rambling on right now. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I think it's just it's just awesome. Like Ratchet and Clank was one of my was in my top ten list for 2016, and Bloodborne it, I think was in Gables the year it came out. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people love that game. People, a lot of people consider it one of the best games of this generation. So uh, really cool to see that out there for everybody, and I might give it a try again. Um, maybe I can get past first enemy this time. Uh, you definitely need to use like a little guide or something like that because those type of games you got to at least prepare the character build that you want to use and also you got to prepare like basically what you want to do and where you got to go because you're going to get lost if you don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my life in general. So, um, But moving on to uh, eh, let's go to this one uh, so we talked about last week um, about the EA with the EA play for E3 during E3 they announced a new Battlefield game will be coming out this year uh, yeah. no details on that but it's kind of come out now um, that this game will be called Battlefield 5 with both V for the Roman numeral 5 and okay. will be a World War 2 game 
Mm-hmm. Not so, surprised. No, but I mean, it's been so long since uh, we've had a big AAA uh, World War II game. So, um, what, I mean, it's been like what f- at least five months. So <laughs> we're due. Um, man, I, it's kind of crazy. It feels like like a couple a year or two ago we were like, man, we can be awesome to go back to World War II. It's been so long since they've been there, and now it's like. We have now Call we have of Duty went there, and now we have freaking Battlefield. Battlefield going there. It's like, man, we're just doing this over again, aren't we? Like, we're they are out of ideas. <laughs> like, we had a good, solid, I would want to say, 10, maybe not so much 10. Yeah, actually it is. The last time we actually had a World War II game to, like, this extent to where it was actually decent, you know, would be, like, World at War. That was 2008, I, yeah. That was yeah. 2008, and then, like, last year... Call of Duty, you know, Activision brings out Call of Duty, World War Two, and stuff like that. Now Battlefield is following suit with like its own thing based in World War Two as well. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been overdue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now it's now it feels like it's being overdone. So, um, I guess the only thing I'm I, I'm looking forward to with this is I didn't, I never played I didn't actually play Call of Duty uh, WW two. Uh, I still want to play it. Yeah. Um, but. I liked what they did with, Battle- with uh, Battlefield 1, where it was just, like, six different small, like, compact 45-minute to an hour stories. Right. Each taking place from, like, a different perspective and different parts of the war. Uh, that'd be kind of cool to see, maybe, if they do that again, like, five or six different small little self-contained storylines. Right. Uh, taking place, like, maybe somewhere in Japan. Then we got some stuff, uh, you know, in Europe and covering just more than just kind of what we usually... We always see, like, the same... Uh, the norm, the, uh, the the attack on Normandy, and uh, we see just a lot of the same battles over and over again. And I think even the, uh, Call of Duty WW2, the first mission was the attack on Normandy, and um, so I hope we can avoid that this time. And I said that last time when they announced Call of Duty WW2, they didn't. Um, I guess I'm I'm just that's the only part I'm optimistic about is to kind of see like what they see what they what they might cover uh in this one and not just be a formulaic uh, i think that was the biggest issue with ww2 games was they just kind of ran out of material to do or they kept rehashing the same stuff over and over again um yeah. so i don't know i mean it could be cool i that's the that's to me the only selling point for me is that uh would there be anything that would kind of sell you on this game to be perfectly honest, what would sell me on a Battlefield game at this point is if they don't go the freaking way that you that they did with freaking Star Wars Battlefront to where mm-hmm. there's a bunch of fucking loot boxes, there's a bunch of, like, uh, extra costs and stuff in terms of, like, cosmetic, like, guns and all this other shit. I mean, that's basically AAA bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what would really get me, like, uh, going forth and actually want to play it is if there are new things inside this game to where... I haven't done before inside of a game of this type, you know, like, you know, the online shooter stuff. Basically have a decent story mode, have decent, like, characters I can play as and stuff. Kind of similar to, like, what, like, say, Battlefield 1 was, like, with World War 1 and stuff. I mean, there were some good moments in that game. I never finished it because I owned it on Xbox One and I don't have one right now. But, uh, (laughs) uh, just basically be a freaking good game. That's what would get me to go and play it. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good argument. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you mentioned loot boxes, and I'm going to kind of move on to that. Uh, so the ESRB, the people that uh, rate our games, given the E, the T for everyone, or T for teen, or mature, or whatever, um, has now added a new label, which is uh, which will read as in-game purchases, and it'll be located near the rating category, like you always whenever you buy the game, it says in the back of the box. Uh, rated E for everyone. It says the reasons why or teen uh, for violence or whatever. Uh, so now they're adding that. Um, but it just says in-game purchases. Uh, there's The label offers no specifics about the type of in-game purchases available uh, to avoid overwhelming parents with uh, too much information. Uh, the ESR, yeah, ESRB president, Patricia Vance, says uh, parents are not specifically concerned with those, but the broader potential for their children to spend money in general. As such, as such, this label will not just cover loot boxes, but other forms of DLC like maps, purchases of in-game currencies. So basically, if 
if you're selling a game at a store or digitally or whatever, and then you're also selling like a season pass or you have extra content down the line um, or loot boxes, this will have that in-game purchase label on it. Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement for that, you know. I mean, that sounds... Actually, that sounds pretty good and stuff, you know, because the ESRB did definitely need an update in terms of uh, kind of updating to sort of the modern gaming sphere and a lot of the worries and stuff about loot boxes and stuff that parents are not even going to be aware of to see if they buy a game or something for their kid. Like, say, for example, if they get a game that does have, like, a lot of cosmetic features, a lot of things, say, like, Overwatch, for example, where it's, like, you have the options to spend money in order to, like, get things, like, open loot crates and stuff to get, like, cosmetics or, like, different types of voices or different types of, like, uh, emblems and stuff of your fairy characters here and there and stuff. There's actually separate currency stuff you can buy, like, in-store retailers, I said, like, Walmart and stuff, but... The ESRB actually going through and labeling some bits of it to say, oh, yeah, this game has in-game purchases and stuff like that. That's fantastic. That brings a lot wider of an appeal for parents or whoever wants to play a specific game. It's like, oh, this game has, like, extra purchases involved inside here and stuff. Eh, okay. It just, it just kind of makes it more kind of, like, modernized and not just, like, modernized, but it actually kind of, like, makes it more, like, aware for anyone that goes into there is like okay if i'm paying 60 dollars for this game yeah there are additional things that i can pay for but i can decide whether or not you know that uh whether i want to spend it based upon what content it actually is so i think that's a good idea by the esrb going through and just doing that type of steps uh yeah i'm pretty much in agreement with you on this one as well um i don't know if i necessarily like the how they kind of put everything in one uh, yeah big Excuse me, umbrella, but uh, I think it's better than nothing. I think it's a good yeah. step forward. Uh, like you said, it's good. I mean, they get a little more with the times, uh, be a little more modern. And I mean, loot boxes, uh, DLC things like that have been around for well over a decade, um, really, in kind of uh, home console gaming. And I don't know how many times, like, you know, I've heard someone buy a game, like when I used to work at a game store, or even with my parents, they buy a game and they realize there's other stuff they have to buy on top of it, you know, like about remember my parents buying years ago, like Sims on uh, on the computer, and then they found all these freaking uh, expansions that were like stupid Christmas expansions or puppy expansions, things like that. Um, and my, you know, they get upset, like oh, we have to get the game's fifty bucks, and you got to spend these are all like ten, twenty dollars a piece. Um, so you know, maybe that I don't I don't know how many parents are gonna look at that, maybe, but I think. Uh, having that there to be something they can see, and maybe maybe that'll make them do a little more research on the game before they purchase it. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, uh, I I don't hate it. Uh, I, I guess as a hardcore gamer, we'd like to see a little more detail in it. But I think for us, well, yeah, we don't need that detail because we know we we know what's in there. We know we have a general idea of what it is. Uh, this exactly. Is just, this is more, you know, really. I mean, the rating system, all that is really just more for the casual people or. Uh, grandma buying a game for uh, their grandson or things like that. So the, the the whole rating system isn't really is never really for us. Um, so it's hard to hate hate it for what it is. Um, I think it's like I said, it's better than nothing, and uh, I think it's a it's a it's a good step forward. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is definitely. Yeah. So uh, bravo to you, ESRB. Um, not bad. You know, Trump said he wanted uh, ratings in video games uh, just just over a week ago. And here we are. <laughs> we got our ratings in video games. We're oh my killing it. God. And they say he does nothing. Um, I just find that hilarious and stuff that he actually said point blank. It's like, yeah, we should have ratings in video games. Like, yeah, you're 20 years too late, Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1993, buddy. 93, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, before we get into the, the Trump... Uh, pit uh let's move on to uh i believe this will be our yes our last topic uh we're flying through stuff this week i i took a sleeping pill like two hours ago and it's it's kind of interesting uh it's a a race (laughs) see what's gonna happen first me fall asleep when this podcast ends um anyways last topic of the show uh detroit become human uh it's the uh what the fuck's that goddamn company's name uh oh boy oh i'm looking it up now quantic dreams Uh, yeah quantic dream Boy, I'm tired. Um, anyways, so the new <laughs> game uh, is coming out. They announced spring 2018 a, while, a little while back. And it's officially coming out on May 25th. 
Um, there's actually a uh, like a, a bundle you can buy for like I think it's like 70 bucks digitally on this on the Sony uh, on the PlayStation Store where you get that game. Plus you get Heavy Rain. Uh, oh. So if you're interested in that for basically additional ten dollars, you can get you can get it on there. Um, but yeah, this May 25th. It's a game I've been looking forward to for a long time. I like. Um, I really I loved Heavy Rain back in the day. Uh, I thought Beyond Two Souls was okay, um, but I'm, I'm you know I'm really excited to play this game. Uh, I don't know if I know Gables. I pretty I think you platinum Heavy Rain, but uh, yes, I did. Are you a? I mean I don't know if we ever. I don't remember if, if you have said it. I don't remember it. So um, are you excited? Are you looking forward to Detroit Become Human? To be perfectly honest with you, no Detroit. That game in general kind of has me sort of like, uh, kind of like on the fence, really, because it's like I'm not too sure if I want to play it or not. But at the same time, I'm just waiting to see how it actually goes. Because uh, I was all in on Heavy Rain when it first came out, to the yeah. extent where I actually played through that game multiple times, got the platinum, which people look at me to this day, it's like, you freaking platinumed Heavy Rain? Like, oh my god, dude. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I platinumed that shit. I went to that opening sequence like freaking three or four times because I forgot to figure out that this is a, there's a sequence of me to try to unlock this specific trophy. <laughs> but, Jason! Uh, did you press O to Jason instead of X? Is that what happened? No, no, no. No, it's kind of funny. Is there's a there's a actually a freaking assistant manager at my workplace called Jason. Every time he passes by or the intercom goes, all of a sudden I just yell out, Jason, 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 Jason. <laughs> Still funny. There's there's both a Jason and a Sean at my workplace, so it's like it's oh, all teammates. <laughs> Poor Sean, Sean. <laughs> God. Yeah, we have fun at the workplace. There's, but, there's, uh, there's, a, there's literally it's still an app out there that there's just an, you just download it and you just press a big X and it just keeps saying Jason. It's, <laughs> it's the greatest thing that ever happened in, uh, in smartphone history. I gotta look that up. But anyway, Detroit Become Human and stuff. It's like what I said before. It's like I... I'm on the fence about it, but I am waiting to see how the game does. If it looks... Interesting if it's like really like on the ball, like good or something. I may want to check it out, but as it stands right now, I don't know. I really don't know about the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look at it; they're fifty fifty. Well, for I think critically acclaimed games, you know, I like I said, we I think pretty much everybody um, that played Heavy Rain was in some way, shape, or form, whether they didn't really care for the actual game itself. Uh, everybody found something that was kind of cool about it, whether it was the way it looked, the, the way things kind of, uh, the butterfly effect of how things, you know, went off. Uh, I remember playing that game and just, like, the way it ended, I'm like, holy shit, something I did, like, two hours into the game totally, like, affected my ending. It was just, it was just, it was before the Telltale, the game, uh, Telltales were out there. Uh, I think it was right around the time, like, Bioware was doing some cool stuff, like Mass Effect. So I, I'm kind of curious, you know, as we've gotten further into these, more story heavy games um if this is gonna have the same effect that um heavy rain did back in the day awesome. uh, I, I wonder i mean bond Soul, two souls wasn't really that interesting of a game but i, I don't know if i, I kind of want to go back and play because i can't I, like i want to know is it was it the game that wasn't very good or was it just that those mechanics aren't um as cool as well, they were kind of like a, maybe it's like kind of like god of war you know the hack and slash was really cool back in the day and then by the fourth God of War game, I was just like, alright, these aren't really that cool anymore. It's, like it's been done to death. So. Hey, remember when the time when like uh, God of War was being compared to like Devil May Cry back in the day? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. of the gameplay? Yeah, it's true. Because true. <laughs> uh, both of them had like similar styles of like uh, using light and heavy attacks and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, speaking of like Devil May Cry and stuff, that HD remaster of it is coming out for PS4 and Xbox One, I think, uh, not too far away from now. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, and there's still the rumors of like Devil May Cry Five has been is like. Oh uh, yeah, I've been reading about that too. That actually has me quite intrigued. Yeah, never been officially confirmed, but it's been like a rumor for like the last three E3s. So I feel yeah. like that sounds like the game's pretty much happening, but I feel like when the game gets announced, it's not going to be too far out when it get, does get announced. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's been like 10 years since the uh, last official, like, Devil May Cry game of that, seri- of that like, uh, timeline, you know, before the reboot. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Devil May Cry 4, that one was an interesting game. I think I only played, like, uh, 
through Nero's campaign and stuff, and basically when you take over as Dante, and then you realize you had to go through some of the stages in reverse. I'm yeah. like, uh, no, no, I'm not piss a lot of people that. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you felt, I think a lot of people felt that way with that game. Uh, That's exactly where I stopped too. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people did too in that one as well. But that game was really fucking fun too. <laughs> yeah, I was never a Double May Cry guy. Never really much of a hack and slash guy though either. So that's why I'm, I never... more, I'm more of like an action guy. You know, yeah. I love my fighting games. I love like uh, just fast action. Doom, Bayonetta, Devil May Cry. Hell, when it came up to that E3, when Devil May Cry was like uh, not only announced, but you know, getting my copy of Game Pro, then putting that DVD disc inside my uh, my then PS2, and then just watching like the gameplay trailers for the reveal for Devil May Cry Three, and just having that music pumping and all other shit. It's like that was such a treat. Like, yeah. back then, you know? It's like... <laughs> you know, back when magazines used to... Gaming magazines used to be prevalent and, like, uh, had, like, random things that you can get from it. Like, say, DVDs or, like, game demos or other type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Still remember the days uh, running home from school and getting my my brand new Nintendo Power. So... Oh, yeah. Missed those days. It was exciting back then. You didn't know what was happening until, like, the magazines came out. It was pretty sweet. But also, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the internet's way better, but, like, still miss those days when you're a kid, and getting that magazine and reading, uh, you know, page to page, every multiple times, uh, until the new new magazine came out. Right. Uh, Goddamn. But, any, cool. but anyway, Tyler, I do have a topic, if you want to do one oh. last topic before we end off here. All right, yeah, throw it and in. This is actually sort of a question or something like that, that... Uh, I just came up with not too long ago, but it actually may be a good cause for discussion. You know, it's like, is it worth it right now to purchase an Xbox One X? You know? Hmm. (laughs) The reason why I came up with this question is more or less my desires to possibly, in the future, maybe purchase an Xbox One X. But the reasoning behind all that is because there are a lot of strides that Microsoft's been making over the past few months that have kind of peaked some gamers like intrigue of whether or not they want to go forth and like play games on that platform it's not necessarily for first party content but it's more or less because of the little bits and pieces that microsoft has since added you know not just the backwards compatibility from like 360 games original xbox games and stuff but it's also the concept of the game pass how much you can pay for a year in order to get access to a whole library slew of games And then, like, with Microsoft's announcement of, like, having brand new games and stuff almost, like, day one for, like, uh, some bits that you can play, you know? It sort of has me thinking, it's like, that is kind of a cool idea to where it's like, if there's possibly a situation where it's like, I could get, like, an Xbox One X or something like that for cheap, that it may actually be logical in terms of, say, if I don't want to spend so much for a like games or something for a particular month or whatever you know it's like it's sort of like an optional stuff but what would you think you know do you think it's kind of worth it right now to purchase like an xbox one um well the xbox one x uh yeah i would say if you don't have uh, you know an xbox one then i would say or even with the with the with the playstation 4 if you don't have one you might as well buy the newer one just to future proof yourself because uh, it seems like uh the 4K is, is I think, proving not to be a fad anymore. I think you see a lot of uh, networks uh, oh, going no, in that direction. No. Uh, Netflix, uh, video games. I mean, everything seems... It's not. It doesn't seem like a 3D it's, sort of thing. It's where, not 3D TV at all. I mean, this 3D TV was a fad back, like, back when it was first introduced. Yeah. Like the CES and the other type of game shows and stuff that we would see. But you're right, though. 4K is definitely kind of... Did, like, a foothold, like kind of cemented itself inside the realms of like uh the quality in terms of fidelity and stuff right now for tvs and like computer monitors and stuff and now with the game consoles like going that route as well it's sort of it's yeah you're kind of right though it like future proofs itself to when if there's even more content or something to go forth and stuff you're gonna have that type of experience like if you choose to invest inside of it yeah so i i think if like I said, if you're if you're gonna go out and buy any of the new consoles, you might as well spend the extra money. It's a little easier to say with you know the PS4 because I think it's only like a hundred dollar price difference, and I yeah. think the price it's like two hundred dollar price difference to or two fifty 
price difference right now for the uh, the Xbox One X, but even still, I think it's worth the extra. Probably be worth the extra money. It seems like the Xbox One X is more powerful. And if you're, it's just like if you're looking at getting a new TV, you know, TV right now, you might as well just get a 4K one. Well, um, yeah, of course. So I, I would say yeah. Um, it's tougher to say, and like maybe for your sense when you already have a PS4. Uh, yeah. Justin and I were actually having this conversation. Uh, I think right around or right before the Xbox One uh, One X came out, and he was talking about he was just talking about he had it pre-ordered and he was trying to decide whether or not he wanted to get it. And I just I'm like I don't why why would you want to get it when you you know you play the Switch more than anything else? Yeah, uh, I know. PS4 right? you don't play all that often, but you made a good point where like the Xbox One X would just be his third party machine. Uh, and I could and I could see it from that standpoint. Like if you're just gonna if that's gonna be the console you play all your third party games on, uh, that would make sense. Like that's the reason I oh, bought a yeah. PS4. That's why I have a PS4 Pro, and not the Xbox One S or the Xbox One X. Is I play ninety percent of the games I play are on the PS4 Pro, and even I mean I turned on my Xbox One twice last year to play Super Hot and Cuphead. So um, for me, it would be worth it just from that standpoint. But uh, I think for your standpoint and like the Games Pass stuff. Uh, you know, see if these, if, the, if those first party, especially those first party titles, are interesting you at, uh, intriguing you at all. Uh, I would say yes. Kind okay. of long, short answer, long yes, or long. Well, that's yeah, whatever. Well, that's just the thing. I feel like in this kind of like stance and scenario, I feel an Xbox One X is definitely worth the price of pickup. Not just because of like say the power and the fidelity of the console, because we all know that Microsoft. It's kind of a historical fact that they always try to put out the most powerful sort of like machine or something mm-hmm. like that, but yet there's something that doesn't like uh, go right their way or something, and they just kind of mess up little bits and pieces here and there. But in terms of like say the Xbox One in general, I kind of feel like Microsoft has done a great job in terms of backing itself up and like just going back from uh, how it was when it was first announced and how it first was released and stuff. I kind of feel like there's sort of like similar, like kind of an upswing going with Microsoft at the moment to where they're trying to find footing in terms of not only just their first party content, but like just making little bits of changes here and there to a fact where it seems like they're getting more consumer friendly in terms of like appealing to not only more people, but it's also. And it's also kind of like exciting to kind of see that games like Sea of Thieves and stuff may be like day and day, like day one, like on the Game Pass and this and that. This in yeah. of itself, but I kind of feel like it's kind of worthwhile to invest in an Xbox One X right now because not only do you have access to all these like uh, all these like first party games and stuff like that that they've put out, but yeah, it's definitely like a place where I'm kind of interested in trying out games like Sea of Thieves, like say PUBG. Even though I could go through and like play it on Steam anytime that I wish, though, but. I've actually got a couple of friends that actually may want to go forth and play PUBG or whatever. But uh, the fact of the matter is, I kind of feel that this is the... It's definitely going to be the kind of device where if I do invest inside of it, it's going to be like, okay, I'm just going to play a couple things here and there and stuff. It's basically to sort of give my PS4 like a kind of a break because this... I use the damn thing every day to like watch content, to like play little bits here and there, but... Uh, yeah, it predominantly is probably going to be my like uh, my third party machine plus backwards compatible stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I kind of wanted to touch upon and stuff, you know, in yeah. terms of like Xbox One stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And I add on to that real quickly. It's like you you mentioned a good point with the, the backwards compatibility in the Xbox One or the Xbox Games Pass. Where my argument, I remember when I bought the Wii U and I was talking to you and Jake about it a long time ago. Yep. Um, was Mario Kart Eight was finally the game that pushed me on like that was like all right the tip scales i'm getting a wii u and they had the deal where when you got it you got a uh, game code for one of four games and then you gave me uh you gave me one game code justin gave me another game code yep and then immediately i had a a, a good library of games like an instant oh, game yeah. library uh and if you get an xbox one whether it's an xbox one one s or one x um you get the games pass for 9.99 a month you got a huge collection. Plus, if you had a 360, um, you got a good backwards compatibility selection already. Um, so, I mean, the only downside is with it is we've talked about a lot. And people have talked about a lot with it. Is their first party uh, selection isn't super great, but no, uh, it's getting there. Uh, they've got some big stuff coming later this year. 
Um, so yeah, I, I you know, we, we were predominantly a Switch and PS4 uh, podcast, but uh, I mean, but, that's since... so, but really, that's because that's where a lot of the con, that's where a lot of the news and a lot of the big name games right now are yeah. releasing. You know, the PS4 and the Switch, because yeah. first party wise, we are more likely to play things on the PS4 and the Switch because there hasn't been so much talked about in terms of first-party exclusive games for the Xbox One that yeah, we actually want to play through and enjoy. And there's a lot more uh, first-party title, big first-party titles for those, for, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo. Now, had it been sort of the opposite way, we would be talking a hell of a lot more about the Xbox One in terms yeah. of, like, just coverage and whatever, you know. Yeah, when, we, when this podcast first started almost five years ago, we were a predominantly 360 podcast, so... Um, it's kind of crazy how times change. So, um, yeah, um, that was that was a good question. It was it was fun to talk about. Uh, we should do stuff like that more often. Yeah, we um, should. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think I'm gonna wrap up the show for the week. It's uh, getting a little okay. late. I got I gotta get up early. So, um, but thank you guys for listening. Sorry we're a little late this week. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. It's uh, Drunk Dashers. Uh, like and join us on there. On uh, Twitter, we were at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Um, subscribe, and uh, the podcast goes up there. So if you're listening to us on there, even if you're not, go to our YouTube page, subscribe, and hit that uh, thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate if you did that. And uh, also on uh, Twitch, we're uh, twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. So uh, follow us on there. And... Um, also, actually, on iTunes, obviously, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Subscribe to us on there as well. Leave a five-star review um, and write something out. We really appreciate it. Well, I'll shout you on the show if you do it. Um, but I think that might do it for the show this week. So uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. I hope you play plenty of fun games. And most of all, keep surviving, people. Keep yeah. surviving. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bye guys. <laughs> See ya.